Welcome to Pastor's Class, a Bible study program brought to you by Tim Say Ministries and Crossover Church. We pray this podcast will help enrich and strengthen your walk with Jesus Christ, and that it will lead you to read and study the scriptures more often. For more information about Tim Say Ministries and Crossover Church, please visit www.crossoverchurch.tv or give us a call at 301-927-5620. All right, thus far, um, we have looked at two parts on the series, Prayer Matters, amen? So we first began by looking at prayer from God's perspective. And then last week, we looked at the importance of your prayers, your very prayers, amen? We looked at biblical examples of men and women, and we looked at them so that our faith can be enlarged as regard to our perspective and the significance of you and I praying. Tonight, we're going to conclude this series, and we're going to look at the topic of cultivating a lifestyle of prayer, amen? Cultivating a lifestyle of prayer. Now, when it comes to prayer, Often, a lot of questions arise when you talk to someone individually about prayer. People may ask, when is it a good time to pray? How long should I pray? How do I pray? What about if I'm um, not comfortable praying in public? And all of these things can sometimes um, be on the heart of an individual when it comes to prayer. But tonight we're going to look at a few things as it pertains to cultivating a lifestyle of prayer. And the first thing that I want you to write down tonight is that we need to decide that you cannot live without prayer. As we talk about cultivating a lifestyle of prayer, decide that you cannot live without prayer. Joshua said in chapter 24 of the book of Joshua, verse 15, as for me in my house, he said, we will serve the Lord. But I believe that that verse can apply tonight when it comes to prayer, that you and I need to make a decision that we cannot live without prayer. And until we decide that prayer needs to be a priority in our life, then we'll continue to treat prayer as something that we turn to or go to in times of crises, as opposed to understanding that prayer is vital. Prayer is the lifeline for the follower of Christ. Amen? Now, I know we may think, God, I can't live without prayer, but some of us have decided that there's certain things that we can't live without. There are some people, believe it or not, who can't feel like they can't live without social media. They got to be on there knowing what's going on, got to keep up, got to leave a post. Some people, if they lose their cell phone, you'd be surprised. It's like, I can't live without my cell phone. There are some people who believe they can't live without certain people in their lives. But the thing we got to understand is that when all of those things malfunction, and look at the person next to you and say, and sometimes, trust me, they will. The reality is this, there is a God who loves us. And God promised us in his word that he'll never leave us. God never malfunctions, praise the Lord. He never leaves us, he never forsakes us. He's always there providing for us, loving on us. So why not decide today, tonight, that prayer has to be a priority, that we cannot and we will not live without prayer. And I say that from this standpoint, not only in our private lives, but also here corporately. I said this at the beginning part one of the series, that if prayer and when prayer is a priority in the life of the believers, and understand we're gonna know it, because when we look in this service on a Wednesday night, we're gonna be able to understand that prayer is a priority in the hearts of God's people. And as much as we know that things do come up, we understand that, 
But as I mentioned last week, in the times we are living in, we're living in praying times. And if there was ever a time that the people of God ought to be gathering in prayer, look at the person next to you and say, it is right now. It is right now. Let's look at a few reasons why we can't live without prayer. Number one, prayer connects you and I to God. Prayer connects us to God. And it's not going to be on the screen, so as I said, you take a note, you can write it down. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 14, we looked at it the first week. Therefore, let us come with confidence, boldly, right, to the throne of God. Prayer connects us to God. Understand something. God takes the initiative in Scripture in inviting you and I to pray. So it connects us to the God of the universe, the creator, and allows us to be able to access, hear his voice, and receive direction for our lives. Turn over to Psalm 105 for a moment. Prayer keeps us connected to God. God invites us. Psalm 105, and when you're there, say amen. Amen. Ooh, wow, all right. <laughs> Everybody else is like, wait a minute, I'm still turning. All right, are we there? Because I want you to look at these verses in your Bible. Psalm 105, starting at verse 1. Oh, give thanks to the Lord. Call upon his name. Make known his deeds among the people. Sing to him, sing praises to him, speak of all his wonders, glory in his holy name. Look at the latter part of verse 3. Let the heart of those who seek him be glad. We're invited to seek God. Prayer connects us. Look at verse 4. Seek the Lord. Again, what? Pray. Seek God. Seek God in his strength. Here it is again. Seek his face continually. And when prayer connects us to God, look at verse 5. What happens when we're seeking God's face continually when we're praying? It says, remember his wonders which he has done. When we're in prayer and prayer connects us to God, isn't it amazing how we can be mindful of the goodness of God when we're connected to him in prayer like no other time? It is when we are disconnected from prayer with God that guess what we do? We, we have a tendency to forget. And so it's when we're connected that we can say, oh God, you are so good. And so this is a reason why you and I need to make a decision. I can't live without prayer because I need to be connected to God. Amen? Amen. Secondly, prayer empowers us. Turn over to Ephesians chapter 3. Prayer empowers us. And we're just looking at some reasons as to why we can't live without prayer. And then uh, as we look at some of these points tonight, we're going to stop and we're going to pray. Amen? Amen? Ephesians chapter 3, are you there? <laughs> Hallelujah. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 13. Amen. Let's start there. Therefore, the Apostle Paul speaking, therefore I ask you not to lose heart at my tribulations. Anybody understand what it means to lose heart? Not to lose heart at my tribulations on your behalf, he says to the church of Ephesus. For they are your glory. But then look at this next verse in terms of prayer. Verse 14, the Apostle Paul says, for this reason. What reason? The reason that he didn't want them to lose heart, right? Because there are times in our life that there are obstacles and challenges and things that come up that seek to cause us to lose heart. 
But he says, I bow my knee before the Father from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name so that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with power through his spirit in your inner man so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. What a powerful prayer here because the Apostle Paul says, I don't want you to lose heart in what's going on in my life. And I believe also this scripture can be applied to our lives, that there are times that things go on to cause you and I to lose heart. But you know what helps us to not lose heart? Not only being connected to God, but he prays the prayer that we would be strengthened with the dunamis power of the Holy Spirit that as we're strengthened in our inner man, then it says in verse 17, Christ can dwell in our hearts by faith. How many know there are times we gotta be strengthened in our inner man so that we can stay faithful and that we can keep our faith in God in spite of what's going on in our lives, amen? Stand to your feet for a moment. Lift your hands before the Father in a position of prayer. Close your eyes and repeat after me because I'm going to pray tonight. We're going to just pray the word of God tonight. Father, strengthen us. Father, strengthen me with power through your Holy Spirit in my inner man. Even now. Father, strengthen my family, my children, the members of this church with power through your Holy Spirit in their inner man that we would not lose heart, that we would not be discouraged, that we would not be overwhelmed. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Not only does prayer keep us connected to God, not only does prayer empower us, thirdly, prayer delivers us. Hallelujah. You ever needed deliverance? Of course we have. Hallelujah. Turn over to Psalm 34. Psalm 34. And I hope you brought your Bible tonight because you're certainly going to need it as we're looking at all these verses or whatever that uh, you need to be able to look your verses up on, whether it's your phone or your tablet. I just hope you don't have a power outage. <laughs> Psalm 34, hallelujah. Look at the person next to you and say, if you ever need deliverance, if you ever need deliverance say, just ask, God. just ask God in prayer, amen. In prayer. Psalm 34, starting at verse 4. Actually, I like verse 3, so let's just start there. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Hallelujah. Let us exalt his name together. Verse 4, I sought the Lord. That's prayer. And guess what he did, people of God? He answered me and delivered me from all my fears. Prayer delivers. They looked to him and were radiant, verse 5, and their faces will never be ashamed. This poor man cried, and guess what the Lord did? The Lord heard him 
and saved him, hallelujah, out of all his troubles. Take the person's hand who's next to you. Let's pray. Hallelujah. Repeat after me. If you can, reach out and touch. Father, we ask you tonight, deliver me. Deliver my family. Deliver those on the prayer wall. Deliver our children. Deliver members in this church. Deliver my coworkers from all their fears. And save us, God, from any unseen troubles. We cry out to you tonight. And we believe that you hear us. And we believe that we are delivered from all our fears. When fears try to rise up, we'll remind them that we have been delivered according to your word. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Pastor Jim Cimbala, um, he's the pastor of Brooklyn Tabernacle Church in New York. He made this quote about prayer that I thought was so powerful I had to share it. He says, prayer is the opening of the heart so we can receive all these good things that God has for us every day. He said, it's like sitting at a table that God has prepared for us. God says, I have everything you need today. All the grace, all the wisdom, all the provision that you need, but I need you to sit down at the table and eat. Don't be rushed, don't be so busy, and try to live without my supply. Hallelujah. Prayer delivers. Amen. Amen. Number four, prayer guides us. Are you grateful for the guidance of the Lord? Amen. Turn over to Psalm 32. Psalm 32. And let's look at verses 6 through 8. Psalm 32, verse 6 through 8. Therefore, let everyone who is godly, don't you love that? Let everyone who is godly pray to you in a time when you may be found. Surely, in a flood of great waters, they will not reach him. You are my hiding place. You preserve me from trouble. You surround me with songs of deliverance. Verse 8, I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will counsel you with my eye upon you. Hallelujah. Stand to your feet again. Gonna get your exercise tonight. We're gonna pray a little standing, pray a little sitting. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. You know the word of God tells us in Psalm 37 that our steps are ordered of the Lord. So when I say that we cannot live without prayer, and we're looking at these areas and that prayer guides us, the reality is if our steps are ordered of the Lord, then when we pray that prayer from Psalm 37, we have confidence that God's gonna order our steps. Amen. So tonight we just looked at this verse and it says that God will instruct us. God will guide the godly when they pray. Guess what? God will instruct us. God will teach us. God will counsel us. Reach out and take the hand of the person next to you. Actually, no, stretch your hands. Stretch your hands. You're standing up, so stretch your hands. 
close your eyes and just look to the Father. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you, Lord. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, we ask you tonight that you would instruct us, oh God. Instruct our family, Lord God. Instruct the members of this church, God. Instruct our leadership team. Teach us, God, the way in which we should go, Father. Father, we ask tonight, God, that you would counsel us, God, that we would look to you for guidance in the name of Jesus, God. Help our families to look to you for guidance in the name of Jesus. Help our young people to look to you for guidance in the name of Jesus, God. Father, we ask tonight that you would counsel us, oh God. Father, that we would not walk after the counsel of the ungodly, Father, but as we would seek you in prayer tonight, God, that indeed you would instruct us, you would counsel us, you would guide us, God. And then we thank you, God, because you told us that the steps of a good man, the steps of a good woman, that they are ordered of you, God. So we ask tonight, God, order our steps, oh God, and help us, oh God, to walk in accordance with the truth of your word in the name of Jesus, God. Make every crooked place straight, God, in the name of Jesus, God, that we would walk in accordance with the truth of your word and that we would have ears to receive your counsel. In Jesus' name, we give you praise, God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lastly, under this point, prayer sustains. Hallelujah. Look at Psalm 61. Psalm 61, as we, we're looking at these points to understand, this is why we cannot live, hallelujah, without prayer, amen? Prayer sustains us. Look at Psalm 61, let's start at verse one. Hear my cry, O God. Give heed to my prayer. From the end of the earth, have you ever felt like you were at the end of the earth? From the end of the earth I call to you. When my heart is faint, one translation says, when my heart is overwhelmed, <laughs> lead me to the rock that is higher than I. Hallelujah. Lead me to the rock that is higher than I. Why? For you have been a refuge for me, a tower of strength against the enemy. Why can't we live why can't we live without prayer because prayer sustains us. Hallelujah. When we find ourselves feeling like we've at the ends of the earth, guess what? We can go to the rock, we can cry out. And when we cry out to him, we'll be sustained and we'll discover that he's a refuge in a time of trouble. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Somebody said that God's riches are inexhaustible. And there is not one need, look at the person next to you and say, there's not one need, not one need that, you have that you have that will ever, that will ever bankrupt his account, bankrupt his account set, up set up for you. Glory to God. <laughs> 
He sustains us. Glory to God. Not only if we're going to cultivate a lifestyle of prayer, do we need to understand and decide today, tonight, that we cannot live without prayer. But secondly, if we're going to cultivate a lifestyle of prayer, we need to deal with the distractions. Look at the person next to you and say, deal with the distractions. See, this is the thing you got to understand about prayer. The enemy of our soul doesn't want us to pray. He wants us to pray less. But if we pray less, then you got to understand something. That means we'll also have less power. And if we have less power, then you know what else that means? Then we forfeit the victory that the Bible said belongs to us, right? Because when you don't have power, you can't walk in victory over the things that the Bible tells you and I that we ought to have victory over. So we need to understand that distractions, they're going to always be around us. We're going to always have something to contend with. You know, it's really funny. You ever told yourself that um, you was too tired to pray? That's a distraction. Or maybe you're too busy to pray. Then the reality is this. Maybe you are too busy. But see, understand what we're talking about, making prayer a priority. So if you find that you're too busy to pray, to communicate with the God of your salvation, then I would dare say you actually are too busy. And maybe there's some things on that plate that you need to rearrange so that God can get back to the top of the list. Amen? Because we don't want to find ourselves not being men and women of prayer. Because when we're not praying, we forfeit power that's available to us and the things that we ought to have victory over. We won't because we're praying less. It's funny, you ever told yourself you're going to lay in the bed and pray? How's that work for you? Why you laying on your back? I'm just going to pray right here. I'm going to pray right here. In the, I'm going to pray. Next minute you done fell asleep, jumped up, you late for work. No, we have to be intentional people of God about prayer. Amen? Jesus said in Luke chapter 22, verses 45 and 46, remember he said when he saw his disciples sleeping, he said, why are you sleeping? He said, get up and pray. But this is the reason. He said, pray why? So that you will not enter into temptation. Look at the person next to you and say, Put up whatever it is. Whatever it is. Say, deal with those distractions. Deal with those distractions. This is something that I find funny. I don't know about you, but social media can be a distraction. But you ever notice that we can lose hours sitting on a, um, looking at a computer screen or looking at our cell phone and not once do we find ourselves getting tired and sleepy? <laughs> you ever notice you can be on a phone and just sitting there? Sometimes I have to tell my son, this is so funny, when we see him, it's like, will you put that thing down? It's like, I sometimes we feel like it's just maybe a part of his hand because it's just, <laughs> It's just always in his hand. And so you just notice how you can be on the phone and you can just be on the phone for hours. What about them shows that you DVR to get home and watch? I'm not even going to start to call them and name them out. But you get home from work, eight hours of work, and sit there and veg out on them episodes. And now once, do you happen to just nod off and fall asleep? Now, I believe that the enemy of our soul doesn't mind us staying connected and plugged up 
and sitting and staring at a tube all day long or all night long, numbing out, vegging out. Why? Because here again, the more we do those things, the less we will find time to pray. The more we do those things, the more excuses we'll make as to why we cannot pray. So he doesn't have a problem with us sitting up all night and being plugged up and connected, but we ought to have a problem with it. Okay, because if at any point in our lives, we can look back through our week and our day, and we discover that we can say, but I don't have time to pray, but we look at it against the backdrop of all the other things that we've had time to do, then we need to make a decision that I got to deal with the distractions. Amen? Amen. Look at the person next to you and say, deal with the distractions. Hallelujah. Number three, as a matter of fact, no, let's pray about that. That we got to pray about that. Stand to your feet. <laughs> Hallelujah. We got to pray about that. Amen. 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 Lift your hands before the Father. Hallelujah. Father, help us to be sober. <laughs> help us to be sober. Help us to be alert in the name of Jesus, dear God. Father, help us to not be asleep when we ought to be awake in the name of Jesus. Help us to not be plugged up and numbed out, oh God, when you have called us to be sharp and alert. And help us to not be sluggish and dragging, oh God. Help us to not be defeated, oh God, in the name of Jesus. By the authority of your word, God, we thank you tonight that there is power to deal with every distraction that comes up against us tonight, God. Help us to be discerning, oh God, and that, Father, we would recognize the things that vie for our attention, compete for our attention, the things that seek to cause us to make excuses tonight, God. Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, as our hands are lifted, God, we thank you that there's grace sufficient to deal with our distractions, God. And as we deal with our distractions, we thank you that not only will we be alert, but that we will be people of prayer, able to hear you like we've never, ever, 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 ever heard you before, God, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You may be seated. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Number three, if we're going to cultivate a lifestyle of prayer, number three, we need to dig in and delight ourselves in God's word. Amen. If we're going to cultivate a lifestyle of prayer, dig in and delight yourself in God's word. Jesus showed us in the Bible, right, how to deal with distractions. What did he show us? He knew what was written and he spoke what was written. In Matthew chapter 4 and verse 4, he says, man shall not live by bread alone. In other words, man shall not live by simply trying to gratify and satisfy this flesh but that we are called to live what? By every word that proceeds out of what? The mouth of God, hallelujah. Victory is in knowing the word, victory is in speaking the word, and victory comes in living the word, amen? Hallelujah, turn over to Jeremiah for a moment. Jeremiah chapter one. And there's a verse in here that we often quote, but I want us to look at it against the backdrop 
of God's assignment on Jeremiah's life. Because if you remember, <clears throat> excuse me, in chapter one, when God calls Jeremiah, Jeremiah was um, concerned about this call, this assignment that God had given him. And he, and he was um, concerned, I would say, when you look at the scriptures, rightfully so, actually, but um, because God had given him a big assignment. And God was calling him to deal with people and to go and call people into accountability with their sin. Otherwise, where they were comfortable in their sin. But look at verse 7. He says, but the Lord, the scripture says, but the Lord said to me, because Jeremiah said he was a youth, and we're not going to look at all of that. And he says, God said, do not say I am a youth, because everywhere I send you, you shall go. And all that I command you, you shall speak. Look at verse 8. Do not be afraid of them, for I am with you to deliver you, declares the Lord. Verse 9. Then the Lord stretched out his hand and touched my mouth. The Lord said to me, Behold, I have put my words in your mouth. Then this is why I said this was a, a, a big assignment, because um, if you look here, Jeremiah's assignment, it says, see, I have appointed you this day over the nations and over the kingdoms to pluck up, break down, destroy, overthrow, build, and plant. But look at verse 12, because this is a word, that, a scripture that we often pull out to use and quote. And it says, then the Lord said to me, after God, uh, Jeremiah had saw something that God was giving to him, and he says, you have seen well. So verse, the latter part of that says, for I am watching over my word to perform it. And that's a scripture that we often pull out and say God's watching over his word to perform it. The reality here, so why I want us to look at this in terms of delighting in God's word and digging into God's word is because what we have to understand is when this comes to prayer, God watches over his word. But understand something. The reason we are praying the word tonight is because God watches over his word. Because God will answer his word. His word is his will in our lives. And many times when we find ourselves confused and we'll say, well, I don't really know what to pray or how to pray. We need to be people who are digging in and delighting in the word so that we can pray correctly. Because if we're not praying correctly, James chapter 4, 3 says what? Then we're going to ask amiss. Why would we be asking amiss, as the translation says? Because we're asking for wrong, asking for wrong things for the wrong reasons. He says with wrong motives. So we can rest assured here again that I need to know what God says. Because when I know what God says, I can ask God and be in accordance with his will and plan for my life because his will is his word. Amen? Amen. John 15, chapter 7. Write this verse down. We should know this by now. But if we don't, as a matter of fact, let's look at it real quick. Let's look at it. I'm just looking at my time. John 15, verse 7. And we're talking about the word of God. Delight yourself in the word. Why? Because God is going to answer his word. The word that we speak, Jesus dealt with the enemy, what? By knowing the word and what? Speaking the word. John 15, 7, you there? All right, amen. If you abide in me, here it is again, and my words, right? Where are the words to be? The words abide in you. Ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. 
And we get excited about that, but it began with telling us what? Abide in him and what? Let his words abide in us. So when his words are abiding in us, then what am I going to be asking? His word. That's what I ought to be asking because his words are abiding in me. So when I'm praying, I am praying back to God his word. And then it says, guess what? And it will be done for you. My father is glorified in you. The father is going to be glorified. Why? Because the words that we are abiding in ought to be his words. Amen. All right. So let's look at our last point here. When it comes to prayer, actually, we got to pray. Reach out and Take the hand, person's hand next to you. I don't want you to stand up. Somebody say, oh boy, we done had aerobics in here tonight. <laughs> Prayer and spiritual aerobics, they go together. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> Pastor said, woo. Colossians. This is a prayer we're going to pray, but I'm, you guys can write this down later. But this is praying the scriptures. And I love this prayer. And I pray this prayer over my life every single morning. And so there are parts of it that I want us to look at and not the whole section of it. But Colossians chapter 1, and we're going to start at verses 9 and 10. I'll read it real quick and then we'll pray it. For this reason, also, also since the day we heard of it, we have not ceased to pray for you and to ask that you would be filled with the knowledge of his will. I don't know about you, but every day I'm like, Father, fill me with the knowledge of your will in all spiritual wisdom and understanding, right? Why? So that I'll know and have an understanding and know what to do when he reveals his will to me. So that you will walk in a manner worthy of the Lord to please him in all respects, bearing fruit in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthening with all power according to his glorious might, for the attaining of all steadfastness and patience, joyously giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to share in the inheritance of the saints in the light. Bow your heads and repeat after me. We ask you tonight, fill us with the knowledge of your will. Make us aware of your will in all spiritual wisdom and understanding that we will know how to apply your will in our lives, that we will know how to live in accordance with what you reveal to us, so that we will walk in a manner worthy of you, Lord, pleasing you in all respects, that we will bear fruit in every work and increase, and increase in the knowledge, in the knowledge of, who of who you are in Jesus' name. Jesus name. Amen. 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 Don't you love his word? Cultivating a lifestyle of prayer. We've got to dig in and delight in the word of God, people of God. And as we do so, watch what happens in our lives. As we make a commitment to not only set aside time to grow in our relationship and our prayer relationship with God and then make it a priority to gather corporately. I believe, I tell you what, there is such an expectation in my heart that even in this house, there are things that I believe we're going to see that we have not yet seen that we have been asking of God 
all because we take seriously this aspect of our relationship with God, communing with him, amen? amen. Lastly, when it comes to cultivating a lifestyle of prayer, look at the person next to you and tell them, don't give up. Look at somebody else and say, don't give up. Jesus said in Luke 18, verse 1, at all times to his disciples, you ought to pray and not lose heart. I think the one challenging thing about prayer that often can disconnect people from praying is this whole aspect of praying and then having to wait on the Lord, right? Because it's in the waiting that many times we find ourselves getting discouraged. But Galatians chapter 6 and verse 9 tells us what? To not lose heart. Don't grow weary in doing well. Prayer is one of those things that's, that's a good thing to do, right? But don't grow weary in doing well because we're going to reap in due season. The challenge is the Bible never tells us when due season is, right? But as people of God, the just are called to do what? Live by faith. And so the reason this is a part of cultivating your prayer life and, and, and making a decision early on on this side to not give up, because I believe it's when we don't give up that we'll really get to see the things that we've been praying for. And last week I mentioned Elijah. Remember that? And I said that Elijah prayed. We looked at it in James chapter 5, verse 16. And Elijah prayed that it wouldn't rain. And the word of God showed us that it didn't rain for how many years? Three years. And how many months? Six months, right? And I said that we wanted to look back at that this week in a different context. Turn over to 1 Kings for a moment. As we look at this uh, last point here of not giving up when it comes to prayer. 1 Kings chapter 18. And when you're there, say amen. And somebody said, here. <laughs> Woo, you guys are funny. All right, 1 Kings, everybody there? Nope. Old Testament. I give you a few moments, just a few, so we can receive our baptismal candidates. Amen. Okay, are you there? Yes. Hallelujah. If you're not there, look on your neighbors. <laughs> Praise the Lord. 1 Kings chapter 18. Last week we looked at in James, he prayed that it wouldn't rain. It didn't rain for three years and six months. But then, remember, he turned around and he asked God, what? That it would rain. So, starting at verse 41, now Elijah said to Ahab, go up, eat and drink. And listen to what he says. He says, for there is the sound of the roar of a heavy shower. That's interesting. It makes me think about when I was a little girl, used to hear older people, that could say that, you know, when I was a little girl, but older people um, always had this knowing, I don't know, like they could tell if it was going to rain and all that stuff. It used to be kind of odd to me, but anyway. He says, um, for there is the sound of the roar of a heavy shower. So Ahab went up to eat and drink, verse 42. But Elijah went up to the top of Carmel. He crouched down on the earth. You know what he was doing, right? Put his face between his knees. So he was praying. Look at verse 43. This is interesting. He said to his servant, 
go up now. He's praying, and then he tells him, go up now, look toward the sea. So he went up and looked and said, there is nothing. He said, go back seven times. <laughs> it came about, look at the person next to you and say, it came about. At the seventh time, <laughs> okay, he said, behold, a cloud as small as a man's hand is coming up from the sea. He said, go up and say to Ahab, prepare your chariot and go down so that the heavy shower does not stop you. Understand something. Elijah prayed for the rain to return. But there was no rain the first time that his servant went to look. As a matter of fact, there wasn't a rain the second time, the third time, the fourth time, the fifth time. What am I saying to you? Don't give up. Okay? Because understand, if he had given up, somewhere between first time and third or fourth time, then that which he was asking of God, he would not have seen. We sing the song, we're going to see what we've been praying for, right? Well, if we're going to see what we've been praying for, we've got to make a decision when it comes to prayer that we're not going to give up. It may not happen the first time you pray. It may not happen the second time, the third time, the fifth time, the sixth time, the thirtieth time. But as people of faith, we got to stand in knowing that God's promises are sure. They are yes and they are amen. And God has not called us to look at the circumstances. Remember the first time he went up, he said, I don't see nothing. And sometimes you've said, I've prayed and I don't see anything. But God is saying to you tonight, don't give up. I think about the fact that we're celebrating our new facility. Hallelujah. The reality is when we had a building fund, we've had a build, we used to have a building fund for years. Sewing into a building fund and we couldn't see a building. And one of the things that I remember about our pastor that was such a blessing because there were times that we kind of felt like we wanted to see something. And we was like, well, maybe the people need to see something. Can we build like a little structure or, you know, something that says, this is what we sewing for because this is what it's going to look like. But being the visionary and the man of faith that he was, he said, no, we're not building it. We're not having a structure. We don't, we don't need to put anything out there. Why? Because we believe that God has a building for us. Now imagine if we just stopped sowing money. Imagine if every week, how many know that every week when you came to prayer, what would we pray for? The building. The building. Why are you praying for a building you don't see it yet? Because we are called the just to live by faith. So I don't know what you can't see right now. I don't know what the report is. I don't know what you've been believing God for. I don't know how many years it has been. But scriptures tell us that we're called to live by faith, people of God. And if we're people of faith, then we got to make a decision. When it comes to cultivating a lifestyle of prayer, let's make up our minds right now. 
then we're not gonna give up. Then we're gonna keep going. We're gonna keep praying. We're gonna keep believing. We're gonna keep asking, seeking, and knocking until we see what we've been praying for. There's an acronym on the screen behind me for prayer, and I'll read it just in case it's not there. <laughs> and when I came across this acronym, it made me think of um, the verse in Ephesians chapter one and verse three that says, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. So the acronym for prayer, the P, prayer releases all your eternal resources. Prayer releases all your eternal resources. You know how we say, as it is in heaven, let it be in the earth. May we make a decision to understand that we can't live without prayer. May we deal with the distractions in our life, amen. May we make a decision to not give up and to dig in and to delight ourselves in the word of God. It is my sincere prayer that those of you who are here tonight, those of you who have been here through all three parts, that your prayer life would shift, that there would be a shift in your prayer life, and that you will make prayer a priority like you've never made it before. Stand to your feet. And as you stand to your feet, grab the hand of the person next to you. Thank you for listening to Pastor's Class. We hope you enjoyed this program. For more messages and Bible study teachings, please visit www.crossoverchurch.tv or give us a call at 301-927-5620. If you live in the D.C., Maryland, or Virginia area, come visit us at our home location, 5340 Baltimore Avenue, Hyattsville, Maryland, 20781. Pastor's Class is a weekly Bible study that occurs Wednesday nights at 7 p.m. at our home location. We would love for you to join us. May God bless you and guide you as you continue to study to show thyself approved in the grace of Christ Jesus.